When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Delighted to be back here uh, after fascinating travels. Really enjoyed the last few weeks. Really enjoyed the people I worked with, the people I worked around, all the people I got a chance to see on the road over uh, our many travels over the last six weeks. But as I've said many times, one of the great blessings you can have in your life is to have a job you're actually excited to come back to. I haven't been off for the last six weeks, quite the opposite. I've worked as much as I've ever worked in my life the last six weeks, but I haven't been here. And it is nice to be back here. It's nice to be back with you. Um, and I hope that you are enjoying having me back as well. So a million things to dive into. If you missed the first hour, what can I tell you? You really just need to listen to the whole show every day because this, I, I can't go recapping everything. Let's move on to something next. Friday morning, I was in a little TV studio in Newton, Mass., right outside of Boston, and uh, amongst the people who were good enough to come on, get up the morning after the championship was won, was Charles Barkley. And the subject of Kevin Durant came up in that conversation for a number of obvious reasons, and Barkley said this. Before KD gets that great respect from all the old heads, he's going to have to win a championship as the, guy, as the bus driver. Listen, he joined this, uh, that team had already won a championship, so... No disrespect, that's just a fact. But until he is the guy on a championship team, we're not going to ever give him the respect, I mean, that he probably deserves. And that's just the way it is. And like I say, the the game hasn't changed. Kobe said it. LeBron said it. And so we're going to hold him to the same high standard. So that's what Barkley said. So a few things. One, I agree. I completely agree with everything he just said. It does not diminish Kevin Durant's greatness as a player and as a, as a purely as a player. He's just about as good as anybody I've ever seen. But the winning and all the other things that go into the equation, all of that is muddled in his case. And in the very same way that I spent the first 15 minutes of today's show talking about the magnitude of this championship for Steph and what it did for his historical place, I believe KD needs that as well. He may very well get it. Kevin Durant needs to be the bus driver. You could use whatever analogy you want, whatever phrasing you want to put of it, driving the bus, however you want to put it. You know what he means, and I think he's a 1,000% right. And I think that Durant has an excellent chance to do it. At his best, he's still one of the two or three best players in the world. And assuming that they don't, I don't know what the heck is going to happen with Kyrie. There's all these reports out there. now. I don't know what the heck is going to happen. But Durant is how old? 33-ish? He's got time. Durant, if he wins the next championship, he wins, assuming that it is sort of on a team of his making in the same way that LeBron's championship in Cleveland meant more than the ones in Miami. Durant's next championship will mean more than the ones in Golden State. He's how old? He turns 34 in September. Okay, so he's got some time. He, he is an historical great already. That's not up for debate. He's, he's already in the top 15 players of all time. But maybe he could elevate himself to top seven or eight. I can't tell you how important that is. It certainly seems like everything is important to him. 
And that's the next point I wanted to make. I'm fascinated by his mentality, and I use him sort of as the spokesperson for his generation of star athletes. He's not the only one, but he is the most prominent one because he's the best one. And I would mention quickly that I'm Greeny and we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Now, I understand what paying attention to Charles Barkley means. If I'm Kevin Durant and Charles Barkley offers what I guess could be described as criticism of me, I'm not sure that really qualifies as criticism, what Barkley just said. But let's just even, let's even grant, let's concede the notion that that might be defined as criticism. If it comes from Charles Barkley, I understand Kevin Durant caring about that. If it comes, even if it comes from Kendrick Perkins, who will be the first to tell you that while he had a very respectable NBA career, he's not on the level with Charles Barkley or Kevin Durant, I understand even being concerned about what he says. What I cannot for the life of me understand is KD paying attention to what NickFan6969 says on Twitter. <laughs> All right? And the only thing I can do is put myself into this. Because in life, to try and understand something, you have to try and put yourself into another person's shoes. I've been doing this job a really long time. If Bob Costas gave an interview and said, Greening really needs to work on this, that, or the other. He's not as good as this person, and he's terrible at this. I would pay attention. That would mean something to me. But I can tell you in all honesty, Nick Fan 6969 has been on my case for 30 years, and it doesn't mean a thing to me. One of the things I find most amusing, and I very seldom look at the mentions on Twitter for what I hope are a variety of obvious reasons, nothing good comes from that. But I've had so much downtime in airports lately <laughs> that I have looked at some of the responses to things that I've tweeted and things I've posted on Instagram. I'm on both of those places, at ESPN Greeny, on both Twitter and Instagram. You should follow because I'm brilliant. Anyway, the point is, my, my, the most amusing phenomenon is I'll post something. Some people will respond to it. Some will agree. Some will disagree. And that's all the way this, the world works. Someone will then write something super nasty to me. You stink, you're awful, you're th- whatever. whatever. Whatever variation on horribleness someone wants to write to me. And then some soul, God bless them, will respond to that person defending me. And then the two of them will get into a fight. And at some point, I'm not even involved in the conversation anymore. <laughs> They're just fighting each other. And... Here's what I will say. You just discovered Twitter over the weekend. Well, but my point is, my point is that this is important. Here's why. Because whilst I appreciate Hembo 9743 coming to my defense, I tell you honestly, I don't need it. I appreciate it. I understand it comes from a good place, but I don't need it. There's genuinely nothing that a person could say to me on Twitter that I've never met that I will never come in contact with, that is going to make me question who I am or what I am. That's not possible. Now, that is probably a... There are probably a lot of reasons why that is the case, and I'm going to go through some of them. But what I'm here to tell you is that stuff doesn't bother me, and it shouldn't bother these guys the way it does. 
Now, if you want to tell me, as many people, C.J. McCollum and others did on Get Up this morning, that they're actually utilizing that as fuel, great. If that fuels you, God bless you. I am not fueled by people saying, Greenie, you stink. Not, none of that. None of it. It doesn't impact me one way or the other. There are a number of reasons why that is the case. But if I had to identify the single biggest, it is that because whatever degree of fame and success I have achieved in my life, it all came much later in my life than this. So when I was the age, how old did you say Kevin Durant is? 33. That's how old I was the year we started Mike and Mike in the morning. I can tell you that when we started Mike and Mike in the morning, Mike and I were the only ones who knew we had a show. (laughs) No one was paying attention. Mike was somewhat famous because he had been an NFL player. I was outside of the city of Chicago. No one knew who I was. I could not have been less significant of a person. So I spent my 20s and most of my 30s figuring myself out for myself without any of this stuff to bolster me. and, and, And another factor in that, and I'm... I've never, I've talked about this a million times, so this is not a revelation. I've been in therapy since I was in my mid-20s. To help, um, the primary thing that you discover in that, at least in my endeavor, has been to figure out who exactly it is you are, what really matters to you, and your own perception of yourself. And if you are fortunate enough to get to a place where those things become real, then there's nothing NickFan6969 can say to you that should be able to jar that in any way. My feelings about who I am and whatever it is, there's basically the bottom line of it is this. This is going to sound like a very immodest thing, but it is true. If Nick Fan 6969 tweets at me, and again, I'm just using that as I don't know what any one of these, that's not a real handle. Maybe it is. I don't know. Whatever. If that person tweets at me, Greeny, you're terrible at your job. I honestly have data. I have facts that suggest you're just wrong. That's not right. You may not like me. Plenty of people don't. But the idea that I'm just flat bad at this, I can disprove. In the same way, maybe not as monumentally, but in the same way that Kevin Durant can just disprove. Anyone who says, hey, Durant, you stink. No, he doesn't. Kevin Durant is one of the greatest players that ever lived. What we're arguing about is all around the edges. But Kevin Durant should feel, I think, comfortable enough he is a i've heard him say i'm kevin durant yes you are for crying out loud you're way more important in this huge game this huge jigsaw puzzle of sports than i am and i've been doing this a long time if i say something critical about kevin durant he should say to me who gives a darn what you think and he'd be right he shouldn't care what i think what i think is much less important than what he thinks so what i'm trying to say is There is a part of this that kind of bothers me when I see how much it seems to bother the people involved. If it's not interfering with their own lives, if it's not interfering with their own personal happiness, then it doesn't matter. Because Twitter is just a, it's just so much nonsense, as you just correctly pointed out. But sometimes it feels like more than that. If you're making a burner account to defend yourself against NickFan6969, that suggests to me this does bother you. And I guess what I'm trying to say is it shouldn't. And maybe if this didn't happen to you in your life until you were 37, 38, 39 years old, as was the case with me, then it would be different and you would feel differently about it. I don't know if I just express that in such a way that people will understand it, that what I just said makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me at least. And I think there's a, there's a distinction that I think is important 
to make. Because when you get to be as good as Kevin Durant or any of these players on the Warriors that won four championships now, you don't win because you've found external motivation. It might not hurt, but you win because you found purpose. Those are two very different things. So I actually do agree with you. While this might be fun and trivial for them to be able to, you know, save receipts, ultimately that's not what's doing them any good. What's doing them good is the fact that they can create purpose for themselves. Purpose comes from within. So anything that anyone else says, while they might notice it to me, is actually not substantial. I do kind of wish that they didn't engage, but it's not obvious to me that if Michael Jordan or Oscar Robertson or Wilt Chamberlain or Bill Russell grew up in the day and age of social media, that they would act any differently. That might very well be true. I think it is a good thing that Michael Jordan did not live in this time, (laughs) or at least was not at his apex in this time. Hey, try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required, actual availability coverage, and speed may vary. Let's have some fun next. Something happened to me that was at the same time both wonderful and horrible since I've been gone. You're going to hear about both right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. I like this song. Are we are Greeny? No, we are not. I'm Greeny. Uh, And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Can I tell you, I'm out of practice. I've been gone a long time. There's no we here, okay? What do you mean? Well, we're all the hashtag crew. You're a hashtag. Of course, but you corrected yourself. That's right. So you obviously weren't willing to share. Well, the show is, 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 it's got my name on it, but it is also, it encompasses many people. And Cam's a member now, right? And Cam is a member. By the way, Cam has an issue. We'll get to that a little bit later. Please. But I promised my issue, and so let's start with mine. Not as much an issue as it is something that happened. And my memory of it was jogged this morning by Hembo, you pointing out this picture. And what day was this posted? June 7th. So it's now almost two weeks ago. But Aaron Rodgers, someone took a picture of Aaron Rodgers talking to a very cute little girl in what is obviously a supermarket. So, you know, in a supermarket, you got those push carts and little kids can sit on the little top of it, right? And put their little legs through it. And it's just the most adorable thing in the entire world. And so this very cute little girl is in this push cart and she is being greeted by Aaron Rodgers and 
someone we would assume it. Yeah, the mom, Alyssa, tweets, debated whether or not to pose these, but I just can't get over this brought the joy this brought to my daughter. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers. She'll never forget this. And Rodgers has this great smile on his face, and they've just encountered each other in this supermarket. It's a lovely picture. There's nothing about it that is anything other than wonderful. Aaron is a nice guy, and this is a nice moment. However, it did make me think. Aaron Rodgers is just in a supermarket? <laughs> like, can Aaron Rodgers just walk into a supermarket and walk around and shop? Like, I don't know where this was. Maybe in L.A. where you might encounter someone of his, magn- a star of his magnitude at any given moment. But is it obvious where this is? Like, look up this woman's account. Because if this is in Wisconsin somewhere, like... That's the most famous person that could possibly be around. <laughs> I would think he would have to shop in a supermarket with security. Like, and maybe he has security and we just don't see it. But I can't fathom walking, I don't know, walking into a, I'm not sure what uh, grocery chain is popular there. But, you know, whether it's Stop and Shop or Gristidi's or wherever the heck it is, Dominic's, whatever the store <laughs> of, of choice is. You walk into there to pick up, you know, your eggs, milk and juice And there's Aaron Rodgers walking by, squeezing a melon. (laughs) Like, I I find this very difficult to picture. Am I wrong? No, I can't. I'm looking at her profile, the mother's profile. There's no, like, geotag for the photo. And she doesn't identify where they're from or where she lives, but she posts a lot of Packers stuff. So one is to assume that this is in or near Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, Certainly, yeah. I mean, it, it is certainly possible that she just has wisconsin background and is in some other place but then that would make this an even greater coincidence so i'm going to assume that aaron Rodgers is just walking through a supermarket in wisconsin doing his shopping what is that magazine that says a stars they're just like us you know that that (laughs) the magazine that's it there's aaron Rodgers shopping but it's what made me think of something that happened to me in palo alto california now two weeks ago i posted about this on twitter so Stace and I, Stace came with me on that, that leg of the trip to the finals, games one and two, because we had a few days in San Francisco that, I, that we, you know, it, we were there for a little while. So she came with me. And we have a nephew who goes to Stanford. So one day we drove down to Palo Alto and we visited with him and we saw the campus of Stanford, which is beautiful, by the way. And then we took him and a bunch of his buddies out for dinner. We're in a very nice restaurant in Palo Alto, California. And we got, I don't know, eight or nine college kids at my table having a very nice time. And I look up and I froze. I I don't even know how to describe what happened. It was like a surge of electricity went through me. It was like I had been struck by lightning. And I turned to Stace and I said, Stace, Henry Winkler just walked in the restaurant. Now, it is very difficult for me to put into words how important that was to me, how important he is to me. But permit me merely to say, I was the Fonz four straight Halloweens. I've never idolized anyone like I idolized Arthur Fonzarelli from the TV show Happy Days. You could put Joe Namath, Walt Frazier, Bernard King, Reggie Jackson, And every other athlete I idolized as a kid together. And they did not add up to the Fonz. Now, Hambo doesn't even know who that is, and that's fine. Because it's a TV show that was popular well before your time. Well before you were born. But when I tell you, Happy Days was the most popular show on TV in my youth. And he played a character that was the most 
popular television character of my lifetime. There was never anything like the Fonz. If only because television was so different then than it is now. It was much less splintered, much less fractured. There were only like 15 shows on TV then, as opposed to 15 shows, 15 different channels showing 100 different shows a day. So he walks in and he's got a family with him. He's, 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 he's an older man. He's almost 80, uh, but he looks terrific. And he walks in and he's got a bunch of people with him, including children. So I'm assuming like, I'm just, I don't know this, but it looked like, like his daughter and his grandchildren. So they go and they sit at a table. I can see where they're sitting. And I, I am not going to go over to their table and disturb them. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to walk over. I know what it is like to have someone actually come to your table while you're eating with family. I'm not going to do that to him. But I am going to wait. I am waiting him out. I am, believe me, I've got my eyes peeled. I am staring at him. I'm staring at the door. I've, I've got like eight 19, 20-year-old kids sitting around me talking. And I am focused on the Fonz. Because when he walks out the door, I am chasing him out the door. I am going to chase him down. And I'm going to have a conversation with him. I'm going to tell him just how much I idolize him. I'm going to pause briefly on that thought. And when we come back, I will tell you exactly what happened next. It's after this word from Vivid Seats. You know, the 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and you can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark, experience every home run, every web jam, every walk-off. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th free. It's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so we're trying to keep up with all the different things that are going on. Let me give you a moment from Cheerios here. If you're on the go, you might be skipping eating the healthy way, which is probably making you feel a bit more sluggish these days. As a reminder, you can fuel life's special moments with heart-healthy Honey Nut Cheerios. Made with whole grains and low in fat, Cheerios also provides 12 essential vitamins and minerals. Pour your heart into it today. It's oh so important. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios today at your local grocery store. 
I happen to like Cheerios a lot. Okay. <clears throat> That's neither here nor there. You're so, not eating very healthily right now. Though. I know. You're giving me the business about mm. my smoothie, but I, uh, whatever. We'll talk about that another time. Please. Let me get back to my Henry Winkler story. Fair enough. So the Fonz, Henry Winkler, comes into the restaurant in Palo Alto, California. I see him walk to his table. He's with people. If he's by himself, I'm going. I'm making a beeline, but he's not. He's clearly with a lot of younger people, including some kids, like little kids. So I'm just guessing. It's like his, it looked to me, because the woman was much younger, looked to me like a daughter and grandchildren. That's what it looked like. Anyway, he goes, he sits down. I am waiting him out. I am going to follow him out into the street, and I'm going to tell him just how much I loved him. Now, I, I tell you right now that he must hear that a hundred times a day. People my age, I think particularly boys my age in the 70s, he was everybody's idol. Everybody's idol. And then here's what happened. At one moment, I looked up. I knew where he was sitting. His table was empty. I looked around. He was gone. I feigned a bathroom run. I went running to the men's room. Not in there. Scoured the restaurant. He was gone. I had missed him. I missed my chance. I never got a chance to say hello to and meet and profess my lifelong, everlasting love and admiration for Henry Winkler. And I tell you right now, I will regret it for the rest of my life. It breaks my heart. Stace will tell you, ruin the rest of the day. We're having a beautiful day. Palo Alto, California is one of the five most beautiful places I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. We are having a, we had a beautiful dinner with my nephew and his friends. I mean, have a fantastic time. I'm covering the NBA finals, for crying out loud. And I was devastated, devastated, destroyed. I missed out on the Fonz. I didn't get to tell him. And so I fear now I never will. So it breaks my heart. And so my question to you is, to all of you, everybody within the sound of my voice, and in particular I will focus in on the assembled members of the hashtag crew, who would that person be for you? Because for me it was unquestionably this. Now I've met Walt Frazier. I've met Joe Namath. Those would be my two primary idols from my childhood in sports. But neither of them was the Fonz. The two of them together weren't the Fonz. So who would that person be for you? Nuno? Who is it that you would meet that if you missed out on the chance to at some point just to tell them, I just want to shake your hand and tell you, I love you. Thank you for existing. Thank you for having lived. I don't, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I just want to say thank you for the fact that you came along and then just walk away. Who would that person be in your life? That is tough because I'm not like, I'm not sure. And I'm trying to like trying to think about that. It's it's. Like yeah, I've met Walt Frazier, so like that was that that opportunity, right? So I just I don't know if there is some Cristiano there. Ronaldo. No, because I mean, like the thing is, he's so much like he's a lot younger than me, right? Like he's brought a lot of joy when they won the Euros and things of that nature. So like, so I don't think it would even be that one, uh, like him. I don't know who that would be. Nuno, you're such a curmudgeon. I mean, uh, you're I'm not, younger though. than me. You don't have anyone in life you'd be excited to meet. I mean, you, you, you just hate everyone and uh, everything. I'm excited you're back today. <laughs> I can't tell. Like, it can't be me. It can't be me. You've met me too many times to be that excited to meet me. Hembo. Am I allowed to say Alan Hahn? <laughs> <laughs> 
So your person would have been Cal Ripken, right? Person, and I actually introduced you to Cal yes, Ripken. So you made that moment happen for me. Uh, on Mike and Mike, I met Cal Ripken, who, was, who I grew up idolizing my hero growing up. I was born in Baltimore in 1990, so that sort of speaks for itself. I was shaking as I shook his hand, which yeah. I'm sure he noticed. That was obviously a delightful You had experience. a catch with him, right? Do I, I remember that? You're right out here on the deck. We televised it. It was unbelievable. Yeah. One of the greatest days of my life. If we're going to throw out Cal Ripken, having already met Cal Ripken, this might surprise you. I actually think my answer to this question would be Taylor Swift because she's so incredibly popular and because she's brought so much joy to my wife. Like the, of all the people that I think would like almost intimidate me in the same way. I, should I talk to her? Should I, what would I say? Like that kind of, I think she'd probably be that person for you, me. You know, she was here. Yes. You know, she was literally in the room we're sitting in right now. I, I brought my daughter to meet her and I can tell you that through the blessings of my professional life, I've been able to introduce my kids to a lot of very, very famous people. When, my, when I introduced my daughter to Taylor Swift, that was something else. And Taylor Swift, parenthetically, could not have been nicer. She could not have been nicer to everybody here, right? A lot of the camera people and people like that were here for that day. Brandon was here. She was sweet as can be. By the way, taller than me. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I mean, she's over six feet tall, very Oof. tall, very beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful young woman and, and just a stunningly talented person. Mm-hmm. As a result of my daughter's obsession with her, um, I now listen to all of her stuff. And she's a brilliant songwriter. I mean, bro, not, she's a great performer, but there were a lot of great performers. She is a like, next-level yeah. brilliant songwriter and, and thus will be relevant forever. Uh, who else do we have today? Cam? Cam. Cam, do you have a person like this? Uh, yes, well before my time, but still alive, still kicking, just turned 80. Mine is uh, Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. Well, just turned 80 this weekend. Yep. I'm with you. I've seen McCartney in concert. I've never met him. I've never had the opportunity. My first concert was Paul McCartney. Really? Wow. So, so I will tell you this. Okay, so now we're just getting sidetracked, but what the hell? I'm back. Let's do it. I told you I got to meet Paul Simon through a variety of circumstances. His kids went to the same school my kids did, and they did a, he did a private concert for the school community, and I got to introduce him and whatever. I found myself alone in a room. It's me, Stace, and Paul Simon for like 15 minutes because we had a lightning delay for the concert which was going on outside. My, my, my most favorite lightning storm that ever took place. <laughs> so we're in a little classroom that they were using for his green room. I don't know. We did, they just set aside a fifth grade classroom and it was like, this is where Paul Simon can hang out before he goes on the concert. Purely by coincidence, it was my son's class. That was my son's fifth grade class. None of the kids were in there. But all of them had put little notes on their desks that said, Mr. Simon, please sign this. Mr. Simon, please sign this. And he went around and he signed everybody's little piece of paper. And I said to him, just so you know, that one, that one that says Stephen, that's my son. And he wrote, and we have it framed in my house. He wrote, Stephen, I met your mom and dad, so I guess I kind of know you. Best wishes, Paul Simon, which we have framed in our house. But what I got the chance to say to him and... This has got to be a weird thing to hear, but this is a true story. When my father was dying, there was a day that it there was the day that it became evident that was going to happen. I was in a hospital in San Diego, California, and that's quite a day in your life. We won't go any further than that. That's quite a day. And at some point I needed to go outside. I just needed to get some air. I just needed a little air. And if you ever spent a day in a hospital when you're not a patient, you know what it's like. Like, it's, it's like it, you forget that there's a world going on outside, right? Like the, the hospital becomes like all-consuming. So I walk outside, and it's San Diego. It's like a beautiful, sunny day. It like took me aback. I was like, holy smoke, it's like a beautiful day. People are walking around like living their lives, and I'm in this whatever I'm in. 
and I sat down on a bench and I just needed some air. And I had, I don't think, I don't think we had AirPods then. I think it was just like uh, earphones or whatever it was. And I put on an album of Paul Simon's and I was just going to sit there for five minutes and listen to a song. And I wound up listening to the entire thing. And somehow listening to that, I knew I would be all right. I can't explain it, but that's what music does. That's what Paul McCartney has done in his life for hundreds of millions of people. And Paul Simon, too. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you react to someone saying something like that to you because that's not a place you can meet me. You know what I mean? Like Paul Simon, he didn't know that. And, and he didn't, you know, you can hear that from a thousand people. What are you going to say? But anyway, that's what someone like Paul McCartney has done for people. That's what someone like Paul Simon has done for people. And that, candidly, that's what someone like Taylor Swift has done for people. So anyway, all of that is very valuable and very important. And so to circle it all the way back to the beginning, I didn't get to meet Henry Winkler and I'm extremely disappointed. And I will, I will honestly regret that for the rest of my life. Now, we have two more things I want to get to today. Let me get some of this stuff. I'm out of shape here on getting all my commercials in. It's Greeny coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. A reminder about the ESPN Daily Podcast, which is a deep dive into a single story every single day from one of our hundreds of reporters. It's presented by Supercuts. You can download, subscribe, and review. Uh, it's available everywhere you enjoy your podcasts. Okay, very quickly, just to sort of raise the mood, because that was a sad story. Cam... You have a wedding this weekend? What is it that I'm hearing sort of secondhand through Nuno here? So yeah. let me schedule, uh, set this up for him. Cam Please is do. 24 years old. 24 years old. Cam apparently has never been to a wedding ever in his life. Okay. Let's see. Well, I, I you guess say so. apparently like I'm lying or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> allegedly. I'm just not like, you know, so no one in his life ever, family members or anything, has ever gotten married, apparently. so Or he wasn't invited. <laughs> or he wasn't invited. Right. I mean, after working with him, I know why. But uh, So Cam turns to me, and go ahead, Cam. Yeah, so I'm going to this wedding on Friday. It's a friend of mine from high school. I don't know one. Uh, I'm picking up my suit today. I don't know one whether I should wear a tie, not wear a tie. I think I'll decide once I try on the suit. And uh, I haven't decided whether I'm, not, I'm going to shave my beard or uh, uh, keep it. Okay, two things. How do you know that you're going to this wedding? How was it, how was it brought to your attention that you are welcome at this wedding? Uh, I was sent an invitation. Correct. Have you read said invitation? Not thoroughly, okay. but I think Go so. Go back to the invitation, because what I'm telling you is, on it, there is a dress code. On it, they are telling you. They don't leave this to the imagination. There are some weddings that are black tie, and there are some weddings that are come as you are, and there's everything in between. And they don't leave that for you to make up your own mind on. They tell you going in what they want you wearing. So if you go back and look at it, and it says dress formal, then yes, you wear a tie. If it says dress casual, then you do not have to wear a tie. It's entirely up to you. And in neither circumstance do you need to shave your beard. Are we good? That does make sense. But the uh, the problem is if it's left up to me, because then I still have to decide. But it's not left up to you. This is what I'm telling you, that it's not left up to you. They will tell. Are you telling me that you, you can picture that you looked at the invitation and it did not specify the dress? I guess I'll have to read it again. <laughs> I mean, how many words are on this thing? I'm not asking you to read Russian literature. It's a freaking, it's a pamphlet, right? I mean, an invita- a wedding invitation is usually one side of one sheet of paper that looks like a postcard, and it says, oh, come join the, door, the, jo- the joyous marriage of this person and that person. Come here. And somewhere on it, 
It says where it is, what time it is, when it is, and what you should be wearing. That is a critical piece of information that is being offered to you that you somehow have overlooked. Well, maybe they left it out. They didn't leave it out. Are you kidding? If they left it out, then every single person invited to this wedding is calling them and asking that question. Well, that had to be very annoying for them. Yes, that would be annoying for them. I am Hembo, much, help him. I am much more... I mean, look, you wear the tie. Like, I always... I never want to wear a tie. My wife makes me wear a tie to the wedding. I take it off right after dinner, right before we start dancing. But I don't know any person as old as Cam that has never been to a wedding before in their life. That, that is crazy. You're a 24-year-old man that's never been to a wedding? That's I don't know why this is that ridiculous. Well, here's what I'll say. I'd love to team up on Cam on this. Yeah. But I actually have to defend him because I recently had a conversation with my kids. Now, my daughter Nikki is 21. She is not 24, but she's 21. And she has never been to a wedding. How? I, it just hasn't happened. That's what crazy. can I tell you? I don't know. I remember one time saying to a cousin of mine, and this was not a very popular line when I was like eight years, 10 years old, whatever it was, I said to her, you know, I've been to two weddings in my life and they were both yours <laughs> because <laughs> she got divorced and got married again. <laughs> and no one thought that was funny. And I didn't even mean it to be funny. That's funny. It was just a statement of fact. It's funny. But th- I think I only, in my childhood, I think I went to two weddings. I had one cousin. She got married twice. And, and that was the, oh, those are the only weddings I went to. I, I want to say for the first 20 or so years of my life, it just happened. It's just, well, how many weddings? Now you're at the stage. You see, you're 30. Right. So you're at a stage of life where all of your friends are getting married. You got married and all your friends. I see it on your little Instagram and over there. My, Lizzie's friends, of which there are numerous. Yes, and they all get married. And that one guy ma- who didn't invite him. And, and at some point, Cam, right. No, no. But at some point, Cam, you will start going to weddings regularly. But until before that happens, how many weddings had you been to? A dozen. I mean, Why my, were you at a dozen weddings? Mike, we have a big family. Like, my mom's one of five. Like, okay, like so you have a big family. And- I do not. I'm from a small family. Cam, you're from a small family? Uh, relatively small, but uh, there, I think in the next five years or so, I'll be going to Are there. you just, just is, is, your, is your family sort of the, the outcasts? I mean, are, are, do people <laughs> not invite you? Like, were there, were there family weddings to which you were not invited? I think when I was 10, I didn't want to go to one from like a second cousin or something. So I had the opportunity. Like, you had the option <laughs> of not going to a wedding yeah, at Yeah, and 10? I decided not to. Like your parents said to you, so Cam. We've been invited to this wedding this weekend. You feel like going? And you said no, and Precisely. that was it? Yeah, that's what happened. No, I question that. I, that that's that's the questionable. The of that story is. That's highly que- No, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not questioning the truth of it. I'm questioning the, the if that indeed happened, we got an issue with oh, that. No, I'm questioning the truth. We got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we got a problem with that. Okay, one way or another, uh, that's Cam's issue here. You know the road to the rematch is on? Bantamweight champ Juliana, uh, Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes are going head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. You can stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Very quickly, uh, Nuno, I have less than a minute. This Kyrie Irving thing. Is there a suggestion here that he's going to be out of Brooklyn? Is that what I'm hearing? Per The Athletic, uh, there's an impasse that currently exists. Now, obviously, the biggest date will be June 29th because Kyrie has to opt in by that day or decide what he's going to do. So currently, there's an impasse. And within that story, there is a couple teams that are mentioned. I know the Knicks are mentioned. That's not happening. Oh, no way. I mean, look, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, there's never been a player as talented as he is at his age who has less leverage than he has, right? I mean, that's just the reality of it. He is a player 
whose talent and age would suggest every team in the NFL, excuse me, in the NBA, would move mountains, would do anything it took, would trade their entire roster to get him. But they won't. They absolutely won't. So I don't know where that thing is headed. Certainly not news that that thing could be headed to an impasse um, because we've all seen that coming for a while. So we got a week and we'll find out what winds up happening. Okay, Cam, go back and look at your invitation. Henry Winkler, I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.